Hey everybody, this is Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and it is our privilege to have with us Jimmy Cave, who is the author of Game Changer. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing, Dr. Hanson? Really great to hear from you, and I'd love to unpack what you did in the military and your service, and then we can move on to the, the transition and what helped with the transition to civilian life and and then the difference that you're making in the lives of veterans as well. So why don't you start with telling us about your your service and what you did and which branch of the military you were in? Yes, um, after graduating high school, I went in active duty Army and served three years active, active duty. And I served uh, about 12, 14 years in the um, reserve component. Okay, and where were you based? I was stationed active duty in... Um, Alaska in the, in the Army, and I did my reserve time up, up there in, in Alaska, and then I moved to Tuscaloosa and then moved to Atlanta, where I was at Dobbins Air Reserve Base, where I did the rest of my reserve time at Dobbins Air Reserve Base. And when I was active duty my, in the Army, my job was um, supply, worked in a warehouse ordering supplies and equipment for a different military unit on base. And when I was in the reserve component, I was in services, which consists of uh, mortuary, recreation, food, cooking for the um, soldiers on drill weekends. And so did you enjoy it? Is it something that was, you you know, was a passion for you? Yeah, I loved it. But then it got to a point where I was ready to move on towards the end. Um, I went in the military for the benefits, the opportunity to travel. And uh, when I got out of active duty, I went to college up there in um, Alaska, University of Alaska Fairbanks, got my social degree there and um, transferred to Tuscaloosa, University of Alabama. I went there for a year and then transferred to Montgomery, Alabama to Faulkner University where I got my bachelor's degree. Oh, congratulations. How long ago was that? Well, I joined back in 93, active duty, (laughs) three years there in 96. Then I moved to Tuscaloosa in 1998, and a lot of moving. And then I moved back to Atlanta after after that. So in the military, we we used to travel and used to moving a lot. And I did that more even after I got out of three-year active duty time. Did you have a family while you were active service or in the reserves? Yeah, I, I was married at the time. I'm no longer married now and uh, have one child, one son. And did they move around with you, did they? Uh, like I said, the active duty part, uh, my son wasn't born in. Actually, he was born much later after the active duty part when I was um, doing reserve in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. So you weren't a part of me moving around much. <laughs> so that transition when you decided to, to leave active service and move into civilian life and do things differently, what were some of the sure. things that helped you with that transition? What were some of the challenges and what helped you make that move? Well, at the time, compared to transitioning back, then compared to now, they didn't, it wasn't required for the military to give soldiers transitioning assistance when they left the military. But now 
it, they've got a, a law that they have to give them some type of transition assistance. It wasn't on then when I got out back in 1996. So I was on my own. So that's what happened a lot of time when soldiers get out of the military, they don't know where to go and seek assistance. Mm. And that's that's what prompted me to write my book because I'm a former employee at the VA hospital, regional office and the vet center. Mm. So from working at those three locations, actually my psychiatry doctor, who is the one who referred me, recommended me to write the book because he saw that I had a lot of knowledge, you know, working at the VA that could help other veterans. Wow. So when you say you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist, is that because you are getting therapy to deal with things from your service? Right. Yeah, I was um, over in Iraq uh, back in 2003, came back home and having nightmares, couldn't sleep. And, you know, a lot of memories from being over in Iraq. So I'm getting ongoing treatment emails of today. Right. For a long time and other um, physical ailments, you know, from being in the military, um, it, it, it lasts a long time. Jimmy, I was speaking to someone this morning um, who's a veteran. It was our first veteran stories episode. And he was saying about um, the sleep patterns being disturbed and, I think he mentioned about loud noises and things like that. What were some of the things that were difficult for you? Well, um, like I said, jumping up out of your sleep, you you hear a neighbor's car slam. See, when you're in the military in a war zone, you have to be on a, on alert. And when I was over there, mm. we just had a little cart. We was out there in Derza. We just laid on the cart on the cart for a few minutes, take a rest, you know, thirty minutes. Or for a couple hours of rest, then you back up, but you can hear rocket motors flying over, you know, the bombs. So you, you never got no sleep, really. <laughs> right. And is that what's carried on with you, creating the nightmares and the need for support? Right, right. And uh, that's, that's why it's important for uh, a lot of veterans to get treatment. And a lot of them don't know where to go or how to seek assistance. And some veterans don't even know that they have um, we call it post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Mm. And um, sometimes uh, the family members don't know what they're going through, you know, or they can't sleep next to your spouse. Mm. You have to go in separate rooms you know, kicking in and jumping <laughs> in your sleep, that can that mm. can um, affect your spouse as well. So would it be fair to say, Jimmy, that sometimes veterans don't know what they don't know in terms of services that are available to help them? So it's not just about how do I access it. They don't even know that it's there, and that's why what you do is important? Right. Yeah, and that's my passion, um, well, I wrote the book, and like I said, when I was working at the VA, um, a lot of veterans didn't know the system was available, and that's why one reason why I uh, wrote the book to say, "Hey, veteran, these are the benefits you can get help, you can get treatment for your condition." And like I said, a lot of times they don't even know that they got the condition. They don't even know they never heard the word PTSD. They don't know mm-hmm. what it is. All they know is that they haven't you know, problems, you know, from being in the military, but they don't know 
the, the word for it or the title, the diagnosis for it. Right. Jimmy, what are some of the things that you're regularly sharing with veterans, some of those services that are most in need that can really make the difference for them? Oh, you say what, what, what type of services that are available? Yeah, the things that you find keep coming up for um, veterans that you can say, hey, this is a service that's available to you to help you. Okay, right. Yeah, um, some years ago, um, I used to work at the Vet Center. Uh, they, they offer ongoing uh, mental treatment for veterans, for depression, for uh, PTSD. They can go to the local Vet Center, and they have psychiatrists there that can count, give them counseling for free. Hmm. And, and they can get group treatment at the uh, medical center. They have PTSD groups even at the VA medical center. But hmm. that's another thing. They don't know that they, they should go to their primary care doctor. To, but the primary care doctor have to put a cost or a referral in for them to go to the mental health treat, treatment department. Mm-hmm. That cost up from the uh, primary care doctor at the VA will refer them to mental health treatment. Okay. So mental health, is there something else that veterans don't know as a service or a, a benefit that they could access that you regularly remind them about? Yeah, right. And, and um, in the book, I, I wrote about uh, like physical treatment, you know, physical health, like um, physical therapists. So they can go to the VA hospital to get physical treatment. At, they're at the VA hospital. As, and, and if a veteran lives, let's say, four or five miles outside of the, the local VA, the VA will um, compensate the doctor, you know, whoever they go to in a local town or wherever they stay. The VA will reimburse the, the doctors for the different treatments that they're going through. Okay, so they don't necessarily have to come to the veterans center. They can actually go to their local doctor, not have to travel. Right. And they, they started that, um, I would say, several years ago when, when they changed the regulation because more and more veterans are living in the rural neighborhoods and some, a lot of them don't have mm. transportation to drive mm. long miles to the VA hospital. Mm. So the VA made it more easier for the veteran, I would say about five or six years ago, that they can go to a, a local doctor in their neighborhood. Mm. Okay, so there's the uh, mental treatment, there's the physical treatment as well. What else is there that veterans don't know might be available for them? Also, a caregiver program that came out uh, a few years ago. Um, They can get compensated, whoever taking care of the veterans, their caregiver, the VA Mm. will pay them a stipend for for caring for the veteran because they have to take the veteran to the doctor, you know, and and run errands, Mm. eat and cook for the veteran. So the VA have a, a caregiver program that they can enroll in and that will compensate their, the veteran's caregiver, mm-hmm. which is, is a game changer because that way they can uh, take care of the veteran and not have to worry about going, keeping a job. They can focus on taking care of that veteran. It could be the spouse, the, um, the children, and mm. they can go on the v.gov, it'll, it'll give them qualification of who qualifies to be a caregiver on va.gov. 
that's really helpful information for families that are struggling and they they think that they need to give up work and go on other government assistance or rely on family and friends and they didn't know that they could actually be paid for caring for their relative it's bad enough having someone who's going through trauma and dealing with that uh-huh. but then having to give up employment and rely on others is really difficult that's really useful information in the time that we have left jimmy how about um how about one more one more from your book one more tip that veterans don't know but they need to know uh well i know for myself from my experience um you when you go and purchase a vehicle um you can get that vehicle tag for free your driving license for free you just um show your va letter that will sh- that will you know sh- validate you as a veteran that can save a veteran thousands of dollars on a tag, mm. a lower tag, and a driving license for free. And also VA home loan. A lot of veterans don't know that they can get a VA home loan for zero down, zero down, down payment. Wow. But they have to be a VA lender, well, a VA lender, but the, the builder, the seller. Lately, due to the pandemic, a lot of um, lenders don't want to work with the um, VA lenders. So a veteran should, you know, look, do their research, look on the internet for uh, VA lenders or call to call the builders or the home mm-hmm. that they're looking for. And that should be the first question. Do y'all um, lend out to veterans? Are you a VA lender? Mm-hmm. I would say That's VA really lender good. friendly. Mm-hmm. So there's five things there. One is the the mental treatment, the physical treatment, the caregiver program support, the vehicle, class driver's license and tags, the home loan opportunity. Those are some great things. Jimmy, going forward for veterans or their families who want to access what you know, they could buy the book. But I think you do some other things as well. You do seminars and webinars. Well, like I said, well, um, that's what I'm looking to get into. Um, whenever the opportunity presents itself, for example, I would like to go to a different military base and do workshop with veterans that are exiting. Mm. So it's just a matter of um, people knowing that I, that I'm out there. So another example is marketing the book. I tried with Google.com, but they they did not know how to network with the military people uh, or, or the people that work on base. So I'm doing it myself. It, it's a long process of of connecting with different people on LinkedIn because LinkedIn don't allow me 40 people to connect with each week. <laughs> so that's a slow process of connecting right. with people on LinkedIn. So if there's a veterans group or an individual family, you're open to them contacting you. If they're local to you, maybe you could visit, do a seminar for groups of people. Yeah. And, um, you know, due to the pandemic, um, also like what we're doing, like a Zoom meeting. Okay. Um, I started last year. I started uh, a business, a consulting business, but uh, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but if I start picking up, you know, veterans that are interested, then I may go back opening the business up. You know, consulting business part of it. But I, I, I should have started doing this first before I started the business. Is <laughs> uh, you know, getting on LinkedIn like we're doing today, and a lot of times. It's word of mouth when you're trying right. to start a business or trying to market your book. Once a veteran buy your book, they, they'll go and share with 
other veterans. Mm. So that's been my biggest challenge due to the pandemic. <laughs> I published a book, but the pandemic, you know, has, has um, been a big challenge. Well, look, I absolutely commit that um, the recording of this, once I get it up on YouTube and put it on LinkedIn, and I'll make sure that I'll be sharing it in the veterans groups that I'm part of so that the veterans in there and the organizers know about what you do. Okay, I appreciate it very much. Jimmy, I just want to wrap up and say thank you. First of all, thank you for your service for the country and also thank you for what you're doing. You really are a difference maker. You're making a difference in the lives of veterans, sharing knowledge that they otherwise wouldn't have to make their lives better and make their transition back to civilian life and their families uh, much, much better, much improved. So thank you for the work you're doing. You're doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. My pleasure.